It is Monday, February 5th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Super Bowl week kicks off. And the NFC wins the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl games. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. It is Monday of Super Bowl week, and let's not waste time, Scott. The NFL, the NFL is the Vegas lead. That is, uh, that's all you need to know uh, for this week. We'll have some other stuff, but certainly it's time, baby. It felt so weird yesterday not having any football. I, I for one, am welcoming that even though it's our last game, this is our last game day for a while. I'm excited to have it. Yeah, hey, I did not watch much of the Pro Bowl games or the flag football competition yesterday, but it is Super Bowl week. Both the Chiefs and the 49ers arrived here in Vegas last night. And you know something? I found it a little interesting or, you know, maybe interesting is not the right word, but Taylor Swift, Grammys, big night, and Kelsey not there. I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, my, listen, I talked to my wife about this last night. She said that it was known that he was not going to be there because the team was arriving into town together. He was going to be on the team flight out there. And that was that. And Taylor was totally understanding. This this. is my point. This is my point, AJ. We have news outlets that have been studying flight plans to make sure that she can get from Tokyo to Vegas in time for the Super Bowl. Vegas to LA is not even an hour flight. And he couldn't be at the, he could, How about he the Japanese the embassy? The Japanese embassy said, we'll make sure Taylor gets there. <laughs> to, <laughs> hell, to hell with news outlets. The Japanese government says they're getting her there. Now, I, I could he have done it? Probably so. But man, it would have been one of those... Uh, if things went wrong for Travis Kelsey this week, well, oh, he mm. had this distraction. Like, there's, I think it was in his best interest not to go and just, you know, say, hey, we'll, we'll figure this out later. You know, I, I still, I still think you're nice. I still, you know, I still think you're good. Blah blah. Maybe he knew that Miley was going to win. Maybe that's what he knew. <laughs> he well, didn't want to be there um, to see her fail. Yeah. Well, Super Bowl opening night, which uh, took the place of you know media day Tuesday. Um, well, actually, I guess it's now Super Bowl opening night is tonight um, is what's going to go on. Uh, but, you know, it was the traditional media day it used to be the Tuesday, but now it's Super Bowl opening night. I guarantee you Kelsey's being asked questions about Taylor Swift and the Grammys. Oh, 100 percent. Actually, by the way, I'm reading here right now. Taylor or uh, Travis was planning on going to the Grammys uh, but Patrick Mahomes Sr. was supposed to drive him and for some reason just didn't show up. Oh, stop that. That oh! is, that's, come on, man. Yeek, that's, too soon? Too yeah, soon. That's, oh. that's a little insensitive uh, <laughs> there. Uh, uh, listen, you want to talk about distractions. Here we have it, Super Bowl week, and the news comes out that Patrick Mahomes Sr. was arrested on suspicion of DWI in Texas. Uh, this is like his third charge of this. Um, and because it's his third or more charge, his bond was set at 10 grand and, and he's facing 
third degree felony charges. A sentence of up to ten years in prison could could be what's ahead of him. This is crazy, and this is it. It really reminds me of what happened a few years ago when Andy Reid's son uh, ended up getting in his accident, and I guess Andy Reid's son is in prison now. But it was like, man, how can how can this not be a distraction? for this team leading and up the to Chiefs this game. the Chiefs got blown out by the Bucks that year, by the way. They got absolutely hammered. And that's, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not saying that it's uh, it's the exact same scenario, but uh, to me, if, if my dad was going to prison for 10 years, that'd be pretty pretty much on the, fr- the forefront of my mind uh, mm-hmm. right now. You know, even if, if, even if I had a big football game to play. Yeah, well, I can, he's probably not going to be at the game. Uh, would you I mean I don't know like do you think I, I, I'm almost certain like they're not gonna let him leave the state even if he bonds out they're not gonna let him leave the state really though because when you consider who he is and where he's going to be it's not exactly like he's a flight risk like if if his attorney go, you know petitions to the judge to yeah. let him go to the game they're not gonna be like we don't trust you to like flee like he's a public figure like everyone knows who he is he can't go anywhere yeah I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he does get there. But even then, like if you're Patrick, if you're Pat Mahomes, do you do you or Patrick, do you want your dad around when he's got that hanging over his head? Like, do you want to deal with that? I don't know. Either way, I, I don't think I, it can't possibly be a good thing uh, for preparation for the Kansas City Chiefs, because at a minimum, Patrick's distracted this weekend. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some questions about that tonight and and throughout the week and whether, you know, how it impacts Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm curious. So do we know, like, I would love to to see, like, the dates of his last arrests, right? So he served in 2018. He was sentenced to 40 days in jail that he served on weekends, that was from a previous well, DUI I, arrest. Yeah, I know. Right? You go to jail. His, on his son wasn't even son wasn't even in the uh, in, in the NFL at that point. He was just so, like a washed up baseball player at the back then. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just wondering, like, when the last time he was arrested, like, what had happened and how Patrick Mahomes reacted to it. But that's something maybe people will dig into this week. What we've been digging into every day leading up to the Super Bowl is our prop per day. And I'm going to go with a kicking prop here to kick off this week, AJ. You see what I did there? I see what you did there. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do the opening kickoff. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to look at the longest field goal prop. Up on the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, the longest field goal prop is set at 47 and a half. And that's the longest field goal made. So, again, longest field goal made. And I'm going to go with the over 47 and a half. And here's my thinking. Harrison Butker this year is perfect from 40 and beyond. He's 7 of 7 from 40 to 49, 5 of 5 from 50, with a long this season of 60 yards that came on a Thursday night against the Broncos. And Jake Moody this year, 4 of 6 from 40 to 49, 2 of 3, though, from beyond 50, and he has a long of 57 this year, and that came in uh, early in week two against the Rams. I think both of these coaches might be conservative when it comes to fourth down, and I think that there is a trust factor with the field goal kickers here that you will allow one of these guys, and maybe it's more so for the Chiefs because of how much Andy Reid trusts Harrison Butker, 
that he's going to let them go out. He's going to let Butker go out and attempt a long field goal. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, th- I think that, the, like you said, these are two of the more conservative coaches that we could have in a Super Bowl matchup. Uh, if they're in that dead zone, that oh, do we kick? Do we do we uh, go for it? Range? I think they're much more likely uh, to go for it. So, or, or excuse me, to kick. So, I, I think this is a good prop. I, I do think somebody at least attempts a long field goal, and if, I think at that number, attempting is half the battle. Um, it, because that is that 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 range where coaches think about it. Like, do we really want to do this here? I think in a Super Bowl situation with two generally conservative coaches, somebody takes a chance. So I like this one too, over 47 and a half longest field goal. I mean, think and about I, and it. this goes back to kind of what I said on the same game parlay pod last week that we did uh, sort of extra from this was the elevation. The kicks go further. And this is the, the this elevation, 2000 something feet here in Las Vegas is the highest elevation ever for a Super Bowl. So I, I think that the, the kicks travel an, an extra yard or two. I think I think coaches – and it's indoors too. I think coaches are going to be more likely to trust their kickers. Indoors, distance-wise, Daniel Carlson this year, uh, 9 of 10 from 40 to 49 yards, uh, only 1 of 3 from 50-plus yards. Um, he has a long of 54 this year. So that's the Raiders kicker if you're looking for that. But I guess we'd have to look at his home games, right? So home against Denver, he kicked a 49-yarder, okay? Home against the Chargers, no field goals. That was a blowout. Uh, Home against the Chiefs, there was uh, no long field goals attempted. Home against the Jets, two of two from 40 to 49. One of one from 50-plus. That was a 54-yarder, which was long for that game. Home against the Giants, he was two of two from 40 to 49, kicked a 46-yarder. Home against New England, no long field goals attempted. Home against Green Bay, he was 0 of 2 from beyond 50. Uh, home against Pittsburgh, no long field goals attempted. So in the ones that he did attempt, it seemed like he was pretty good at home from distance. Yeah, and the, also this is a if on the DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, you can get this at minus 105. It's minus 110 the other way, so not there's not a huge straddle, which there is on, on some props. This, this feels like a good one. I, I, I dig this prop altogether. Yeah, over 47 and a half. I'm, I'm signed off on it. Longest field goal made over 47 and a half. Let's talk about some of the other NFL news and notes, non-Super Bowl related. And last week, AJ, we talked about Speaking of Vegas, Cliff Kingsbury being hired as the Raiders offensive coordinator. Well, that took a really dramatic shift as he withdrew from consideration to be Antonio Pierce's offensive coordinator and instead signs up with Dan Quinn to be the offensive coordinator in Washington. Yeah, this is I mean, this is a wild story because it seemed like it was a done deal for Cliff and. Then his agent said, no, he decided uh, to to pass on the job. And then the next day he's, he's headed to Washington. This is all pretty wild. Um, and I, I, mean, I, I don't know what the deciding factor was. I don't know if it was the head coach. I don't know if it was uh, one team has a, a – both teams have questions at quarterback, but I guess one of them has the number two pick in the draft. Obviously, Cliff would love to be in a position to, to work with Caleb Williams, uh, but I, I – I don't know that that's going to be a possibility. So um, either way, I'm curious to see how this ends up. I I mean, obviously the the commanders having the second pick means they don't get their guarantee of anything, but it's certainly range uh, to work with a quarterback that he's, he's got some familiarity with. And you know what? 
this now means Eric Bieniemy is out of a job and available to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we kind of – I don't know if, if everyone expected that, but I, I kind of – I mean, listen, when, when a head coach goes and a new head coach comes in, he's usually looking to bring in his guys – um, the Eric Bieniemy thing is so wild because it was like two or three years ago. It's like, how does this guy not have a job? And now, now he doesn't even have an OC job, uh, at least not at this very moment. So, be be something to monitor for sure with Eric Bieniemy. I wonder if now I don't know how this works, right? But let's say the Commanders fire Eric Bieniemy, like. Do they have to fire him now or do they have to fire him like after the league year ends? Because like, and I'm not saying this would happen, but hypothetically speaking, is it possible for him to get fired today and then Andy Reid call him up and say, would you like to help us and be an analyst and just look at some film for us and let's talk this week, getting ready for the 49ers. Give me your thoughts. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, coaches coaches um, share information all the time, but, you know, I can understand, like, working for another organization, you can't do it. But if he's fired and he's out of a job and Andy Reid says, hey, would you mind looking at this film for me? Because the last time we played the 49ers was when you were our offensive coordinator and we blew them out. Like, well, here's uh, what I know. I, I, I know that Eric Bieniemy has one year left on his contract. So while Cliff Kingsbury may be the new offensive coordinator, I don't know that Eric, Eric Bieniemy's fired. Like Eric Bieniemy, they they may say, "Hey, uh, we're we're going to pay you out your contract. You're mm-hmm. you're going to be on staff this year. You're not going to be the play caller. You're not this." Or I, I don't know what they're going to say, but I I do think they're probably leaving it open for now because I, I read a lot yesterday about Cliff Kingsbury getting hired. I didn't read anything that said Eric Bieniemy was told to pack up your desk and and beat yeah. it. So as far, as far as I know, Eric Bieniemy's still employed technically by the Washington Commanders. Man, just 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 a thought I had. Just a thought I yeah, had. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it would happen. I I think that would be pretty wild. But um, yeah, it's it's I I don't I'm not sure how this works out because it's I mean it's clear that Eric Bieniemy is is not going to be in charge of the offense now. But I I don't know if it's clear what he is going to be doing. Well, the Raiders uh, after missing out on um, you know Cliff Kingsbury look to appear to be hiring Luke Getze, the former Bears offensive coordinator as their new OC down in Orlando, Florida, the NFC got the victory over the AFC Baker Mayfield, the offensive MVP of the four day pro bowl games Uh, Mayfield nine of 13 for 102 yards and two touchdowns in the flag football game. And the NFC got a fourth down stop with four seconds left in the game and got the win. So a, a fun week, but man, it's just weird that there's not like an actual game. I mean, I guess there's the flag football game, but it, I will say it, it's certainly more, uh, it's, it's more competitive and the guys try harder than they did when it was an actual football game, because I, I think people didn't want to get hurt playing a football game. That doesn't matter. It looked like they're just out there having fun. So I'm not sure if this is the, if this is the long-term answer for the pro bowl or, but it, it it's entertaining, I guess, at a minimum. It's not my favorite thing, but it's it's not like something as soon as I turned on the TV, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get away from this. And I think it was smart of them to have uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and Ray Lewis uh, have, have those guys kind of running the show. And it helped that, you know, CJ Stroud was out there and and he looked pretty good too. So uh, having some of the young stars getting to, to 
put a spotlight on them. Kind of a cool deal. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Interesting uh, happenings in the NBA as Doc Rivers has been named the head coach for the Eastern Conference All-Stars what? <laughs> that will take place on Wednesday, the, uh, the 18th. Did this go on winning percentage? Like, I mean, I guess he's, he's a proven winner this season. You got to give him that. Well, here's the deal. The Bucks have the second best record in the Eastern Conference, and the, the top records in the conferences go to – the 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 all-star game as the coaches but because joe Missoula coached it last year the celtics head coach he can't coach it this year so it goes now to the second best record in the eastern conference and that's <laughs> doc rivers with the milwaukee bucks so even though he has just one win as the head coach of the milwaukee bucks he is the eastern conference all-stars coach he did say though in a press conference that the all-star game ring and the money bonus he's going to give to Adrian Griffin, who was the Bucks head coach this year that went 30 and 13 before being fired. So oh, that's a good I wonder, move. I mean, but did, I mean, it's, it's, this is clearly a well-deserved honor for Doc Rivers. Let's yeah, just, exactly. let's call it what it is. Like he earned this. Did, I wonder, did Ty Lue give David Blatt any money after? Uh, I'm, I uh, highly <laughs> doubt it. 
Highly doubt it. Well, <laughs> the Bucks actually uh, lost yesterday, a 123-108 loss in Utah against the Jazz. Giannis in defeat, 33 points and 13 assists. The Jazz picking up the win. In fact, every single favorite in the NBA yesterday won their games. That's right. Favorites went 9-0 and straight up, 7-2 and ATS with the only two teams that did not cover uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who won in overtime, 135-127 over Toronto. So they did not cover. They were eight-and-a-half-point favorites. And Denver, a 112-103 win against Portland. They were 15-point favorites and did not cover. Everyone else covered. You had um, Minnesota, 111-90 over Houston. Boston, a 131-91 win over Memphis. The Clippers, 103-95 over Miami. The Pacers, 115-99 over Charlotte. Phoenix, 140-112 over Washington. And Orlando, 111-99 over Detroit. So nine favorites went 9-0 and straight up. If you parlayed all nine on the money line, AJ, $100 on that nine-leg parlay won you $1,031. Wow. So about 10 to 1, 10 to 1 odds. So, okay. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's whatever you did. If you did a $10 parlay, you would have got 10 to 1 on your payout. You did a, you know, so $100 won 1031 If you did 50, you would have won 515 You know, uh, whatever you decided to do there, um, 10 to 1 pretty much payouts on that nine-leg all-favorites parlay. And some of them were short, you know, minus 125s or so. But then you did have the Celtics were minus 2,000. The the, the Nuggets were like minus 1,200. So there were a couple of absurd scores in there. Some of the uh, highlights, the performances from yesterday in the Suns win over the Wizards, Bradley Beal, 43 points. In his return to D.C., that was uh, probably an emotional game for him. Jason Tatum with 34 points in that Celtics win. Uh, Elsewhere, you got um, Jokic, 29 points, eight boards, and seven assists in that Nuggets win over the Blazers. Uh, Other news in the NBA, Joel Embiid is going to undergo a procedure to take care of that meniscus injury in his knee, and he's going to be out for some time, And, and we don't know, like, when or if he's going to be back this season. I told you, Scott, I I said, I knew this was coming. I knew he was going to be like, there was clearly something going on and he was trying to fight through it. Now we know that it was way more serious and like, you know, people talking about like how he was taking too many games off or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's in hindsight, it's like, man, dude was, was actually kind of gutting things out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is a, this is a big deal for the Sixers who, you know, a, a month ago, Like it probably felt like maybe they could have handled a a run like this without him, but it hasn't been uh, the best month for the Sixers and teams like the Knicks and the, and the Cavs seem like they just don't lose anymore. So suddenly the, the Sixers find themselves sitting in the five hole. And if you're, if you're without Embiid for let's, let's even just, let's say a month. I mean, teams like the Pacers, the Magic, you know, those teams are are right on your ass. So, uh, yeah, this can't be a comfortable feeling for the 76ers. They don't have quite the cushion that they would have had a month ago had this news broke. Let's take a look at your schedule for tonight. The Lakers are at the Hornets in L.A., a big favorite, playing 10 and a half 
on the road. The Kings are at the Cavaliers. Cleveland, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The Clippers visit the Hawks. The Clippers, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Warriors are at the Nets. Brooklyn, a short one-and-a-half-point favorite. Pelicans, an 11-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Raptors. And then the Sixers, without Joel Embiid, will host the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, as of right now, I'm seeing Philly a one-and-a-half-point dog at home to Dallas. And we're going to see a lot of, you know, Philly as dogs now without Embiid. Three games in top 25 action, all with some intrigue, as number two Purdue goes on the road and gets a 75-69 nice win at Wisconsin. Zach Eady with 18 points and 13 rebounds in the win. Nebraska, it's corn, comes up just short to Illinois. Number 14, Illinois, 87-84 home win over Corn in overtime. Uh, Casey Taminga, 31 points for Nebraska. This dude is a, a phenom and just making things interesting in a spot where Nebraska had lo- all five of their losses this season leading up to yesterday had been on the road. Four of them had been by double digits. I don't think many people thought Nebraska would compete with Illinois, but they certainly hung around here. Number 11, Arizona gets an 82-70 win, 82-71 win over Stanford. Stanford had an 11-point lead at halftime. Arizona put the put the pedal to the floor in the second half, and they get an 11-point win at home. Only one game in top 25 action tonight, and it's the battle in Kansas. The number eight Kansas Jayhawks, five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Kansas State. Kansas, of course, coming off their big home win this weekend over Houston. The NHL returns tonight from its all-star break. The Islanders will be in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. Toronto a minus 165 favorite. And I lean towards Toronto because, you know, they did have a bunch of players participate in all-star weekend. And while, like, I kind of want to fade the teams that have had a lot of players participating in all-star weekend, all-star weekend was in Toronto. So Ah. these guys have been home now for a while. And so it's not like, you know, maybe some of their players took a a weekend with their families and are now returning to action. Like, I like the fact that you had Matthews and Nylander and others just like participating in all-star festivities in front of their home fans. And now it's just business as usual tonight against the Islanders. I like that angle. Toronto minus 165 avalanche are in New York to take on the Rangers, New York minus 115 Colorado minus 105. So it's kind of split both ways. And and the thing for me here is this, the Rangers has been struggling. I mean, they need to snap out of it. Um, And I don't know if Shesterkin gets the start tonight. If, if I had to guess, I would say no, because he participated in all-star festivities this past weekend. And he had a big moment uh, in the shootout during the semifinal for team Matthews during the all-star game on Saturday. So I would think that, you know, maybe get a couple of days off here and earn a little bit of a break as he returns from Toronto. So it'll probably be Jonathan quick. If I had to guess tonight could be Shesterkin could be, but that's what I would do if I was Peter Laviolette as I'd give the guy a break after he participated in all-star weekend. So, uh, you know, Rangers avalanche kind of a toss up to me. I'm, I lean towards the under actually in that game. You'll have uh, guys like McKinnon and McCarr coming back from Toronto or coming from Toronto to New York. Uh, but 
you know, for both of these teams, you know, Rangers struggling, but I like them at home. I think I lean towards the under, if anything. But the best bet for tonight out of both of these games would be Toronto minus 165. Still time to save money at pregame.com. The promo codes are available right now for you to use on your purchase and save $15 in honor of Super Bowl week. We have Chiefs 15 and Niners 15. Two promo codes available for you to save $15 off any purchase at pregame.com, whether that's a daily best bet or a seven-day all-access, which will run you through the Super Bowl. So you can take care of that. And most pregame pros have their Super Bowl picks up already. But if not, you buy a seven-day all-access today, that'll run you through the Super Bowl. And you can take $15 off of that purchase using the promo codes either Chiefs15 or Niners15. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We have so much coverage this week live here from Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58. That's right. The Super Bowl is straight out of Vegas. Oh.